When you choose yourself first, you're less resentful, you're more loving, you're more energized, and you're able to give so much more of yourself when your cup is full. Because when your cup is full and you're doing things you love and you feel aligned, you feel content, you feel happy, you have all of this space, you have this extra energy for people, you have extra energy to give because you've already given to yourself. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Get The Idea podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Horgan. I'm curious as to how much you are really living your life. How connected are you to yourself? And how much are you able to fully express yourself and allow yourself to be truly here doing the things that your soul knows you came here to do. I ask these questions because we get so caught up in the opinions of others, other people's ideas, social justice, advocating for this, advocating for that. And whilst all those things we fight for and speak upon are super important, I want you to notice how much attention you're giving all of those things. Because there's always going to be injustice in the world. There's always going to be something to fight for. I just want to make sure that you're not becoming too caught up in the world around you that you forget about you. What you came here for. What you feel called to express. And for some it is advocacy and becoming an activist. But it's not for everyone. And I don't want you to feel like you have to take a stand with every passing opinion or make a comment or attach yourself to every movement. I'm noticing this a lot and I think we run the risk of losing ourselves in all the external noise. I know I have to the point where it became completely overwhelming and it was actually affecting my mental health. For those of us who are more empathic and who are more sensitive. We really need to protect ourselves from the overstimulation, all of the information, because so much of it can leave us feeling not only overwhelmed, but actually completely paralyzed and to the point where we can't take any kind of action at all or help in any way whatsoever because it all feels just way too much. And we know we can't be useful or find creative solutions when we're in this state of overwhelm. And I think right now, collectively, we're all feeling that. So what we need to do is to protect where our energy is being directed, because this energy that we have is so precious, and we only have so much energy in a day, and only so much time to focus on what we want to create, And if it's being constantly sucked up by other people's opinions and objections, blah, 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 we're essentially giving away our greatest asset. Don't get me wrong, part of the human experience is being out there in the world and co-creating with each other and actually taking actions. You know, I talk a lot about that in this podcast, but there's a difference between co-creating, being out there, creating a better world for each other, And just being kind of stepped back, especially behind a screen and consuming. And by consuming, I mean like getting sucked into the comments section on Instagram 
or even in person, like getting sucked into gossip at work, you know, continuously just complaining about the thing that's happening rather than actually looking for solutions for it, or getting sucked into all this negative propaganda that we're being fed constantly by the news. And we do have a level of control over that. You know, we choose to turn on that news. We choose to um, go on our social media accounts and consume those things and be in it. So protecting your energy is super important. And the more sensitive among us will notice that in real time, the energy being drained away, the longer that you're in these situations. But for others, some people don't even realize it's happening especially if you're around people on a regular basis who suck the energy out of you, you can very easily point towards yourself and be really confused as to why you're feeling so drained. So just become aware of that. And once you bring awareness to it, just try to slowly weed out the people who drain that energy from you and gravitate more towards the people who feed your energy move more towards the people that are focused on creating and more solutions orientated rather than just focusing on all the negative stuff all the time and when you do this we start to weed out those people sometimes people might get upset but remember that that's not about you remember that everyone else has come into this human experience the same as you. Everyone is on this path. Everyone is here to evolve and become better and experience different versions of themselves. So try not to manage everyone else's experiences or expectations. Remember that that's theirs to manage. You know, women have been raised to become the ultimate people pleasers by trying to constantly appease and please and manage emotions And by doing this, we're not only draining ourselves, but we're taking away the learning experience that others are here to have too. If you think about it, every relationship we have is an energy exchange. So if we're constantly trying to micromanage and protect the feelings of others, we're not allowing space for them to manage themselves. So again, and this this will help you to preserve your precious energy that you have here in the world. We want to be using this energy to create, not to be managing all of this stuff. So let them be them. Let them react however they need to react. Don't judge them. Just be more you. And if that more you-ness doesn't fit with them or you're growing away from them, just let it happen. Don't force. Don't cling. Let them be them. You do you. It's all about you. This experience really is all about you and it's only you that can take that power back by living your life and being who you want to be, whatever that looks like. Once you've got the people sorted, once you no longer have other people getting in the way, distracting you, because they are a distraction if you're not energetically aligned with them, you're allowing them to be It is an allowance, it's an acceptance. If you keep them in your life, feeding the drama, you're in agreement with that other person that you want more of that. So once that is removed, once that distraction is removed in the form of unhealthy relationships or friendships, you open this space for more supportive relationships and friendships to come in. 
and it opens up loads more space for you to really work on getting more aligned with what you want and who you want to become. Because what happens then as well is you're not having to prove yourself to a bunch of people who you've outgrown, which is also a bonus. I'm so passionate about this because I did, um, I read an article a while back. I haven't actually yet read the book. I do want to read the book. There's a book that was written by a palliative, palliative care nurse, and that's a nurse that kind of helps people in their end of days, the people that are dying. And she had the honor, really, of spending time with hundreds and hundreds of people who were at the end of their lives. And she had this space to speak with them. And she started actually journaling at the same time she was talking to all of these people because she realized that there were patterns. People were saying similar things in their dying days. She ended up writing a book about it called The Regrets of the Dying. And I bring this up because um, in relation to what I've just been speaking about, and a lot of my work in coaching is really grounded in this very common regret that people have. The top regret, the number one regret people had when they were reflecting on their lives was that they wished they had the courage to live a life true to themselves, not the life others expected of them. This was the most common regret of all. And you know, when people are in their final days, they have this clarity. They can look back so clearly on their lives. And so to me, that's the most amazing piece of information. And why is it so common that people do this, that they give their power away? I think about this a lot. And I think, I think people do this out of fear. I think they give their power away to appease and to be liked and to be loved and respected. But you know, in my experience, people like, love and respect you even more if you choose yourself first. Because when you choose yourself first, you're less resentful, you're more loving, you're more energized, and you're able to give so much more of yourself when your cup is full. Because when your cup is full and you're doing things you love and you feel aligned, you feel content, you feel happy, you, you have all of this space, you have this extra energy for people, you have extra energy to give because you've already given to yourself. When you don't do that, when you're in this space of lack, you feel scarcity. And that energy of lack and scarcity and not, not enoughness leads to this holding back. It's a, it's a closing off energy. It's a tense energy. And we can't give when we're in that space. And we certainly can't be creative. So when we're giving and our cup is full and we're putting ourselves first, we're more in flow state, we're more open, and we have more capacity to really, truly live. Figuring out what doing you is, what, what brings you joy, what is the next version of yourself, who do you want to become, what do you want to do? If doing you is living your life in the countryside, raising animals on a farm, all alone, great. If it's becoming the next Beyonce, cool. If it's becoming the best fill in the blank, whatever it is, you need to do it. You need to be it. You need to become it. And by you doing your thing, you also give permission and inspire others to do the same. The other thing I want to say is 
not to become too attached to your ego's version of what you think you should be doing or who you should be. Because sometimes an idea gets stuck in our heads and it gets stuck, I believe, when when it's not expressed, when it's not worked through. Um, we have this idea of something that we want to be or become and it, if it's not worked through, it becomes more of a fantasy rather than actual tangible reality. And if you don't muster up the courage to take action and time goes by, it becomes scarier and scarier to do it. And then what I've noticed is all the excuses kick in. Remember, an idea is just energy wanting to be expressed. And if it gets stuck, if there's no action, then it just stays there. It sits there, it becomes stagnant and it can eat us up. It becomes really, really toxic. What I suggest if you are in this position is I suggest that you start trying lots of things. Sometimes the idea of something is actually way better than the reality itself. And sometimes you have to work it through and take action to really feel what the reality of of working through that idea is like. And, and sometimes it's not for you. Sometimes you'll try it out and you'll be like, oh my God, it's nothing like I expected it to be. But again, in my experience, by just taking action on the thing that you're called to do, as it works out in real time, there'll be a synchronicity or there'll be a person or there'll be something else or somebody else that says something that will move you on to the next iteration of yourself and who you want to become. You can't think your way through it. You really, I really suggest that you take action on it and you actually physically get out there and start and start doing the thing. And I don't want you as well to look at other people's failures to stop you from taking that first step because sometimes we can, uh, you know, do all the research. I know I spoke about this before in past podcasts, but it's super important to get out of your heads and into your body and into action because when we're in research mode and we're looking out there at other people doing it, we can convince ourselves whether it's worth our time to try it or not try it. And it's your duty as a human being to really just take this idea and try it out and see where it goes. Because you have your own flavor of that thing. Everybody is so different and unique that maybe somebody goes out, a friend of a friend goes out and decides to become a writer. She fails miserably. She tells you about her experience over a few wines and then you decide for yourself that, oh, okay, that's probably a sign that it's not for me to do. I probably won't do that because she's just told me that it's a really bad idea and she had a terrible time. That might not be your experience, you know? So you've got to listen to yourself. You've got to listen to your own heart. You've got to listen to your own calling and just take action. Your heart knows what it wants give it a go, see what happens. And you know, sometimes it might not work out. It will probably fail absolutely miserably, but don't attach your personal worth to that failure. Just brush yourself off and be like, I, I thought in my head that that idea was great and that was going to be me, but it's not me. What's the next version of myself that I want to create? Because that's the thing too. There's not just one thing. It's just about taking a moment to remember what we came here for. As we come to the end of another episode, I want to remind you that the only way to make your dream a reality is through consistent action. You have to keep showing up and this is no easy task, which is why I'm here three times a week inspiring you to align with your purpose 
act with intention and start making shit happen. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe and spread the love. Share it with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. And if you have an idea you'd like me to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you're interested in my coaching, I'm currently offering one-on-one online sessions. You can drop me an email at lisahorgan at pm.me to book a free introductory session. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thank you.